0: Wait, are we on? I mean, I'm recording. Great. Awesome.
1: Hey! Hey! Welcome to the Award Goes To podcast, a brand new podcast, uh, where we celebrate the films that have won Best Picture throughout the years and discuss the history of filmmaking one Oscar winner at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick Pizzalarusso, and with me is Lauren O'Lepra. Hey, Lauren, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Um, this is something that I've always wanted to do um, as a way to force me to watch all of the winners of Best Picture. I feel like as actors, we should probably know a little bit about our, our film history um, Just and a, a little, little bit, bit about. Yeah, a little bit about Lauren and I. We're, we're both actors, filmmakers in L.A. So. In the city of angels. In the city of angels. Um, so I feel like it's a little it's a little important uh, to, to do our own sort of film history 101. And it's going to force us to also watch all of these movies. So it's like having homework. Um, I
0: wonder if people outside of the acting world watch all of the movies like we, we plan on doing.
1: I feel like the only person that I know of uh, is Quentin Tarantino, and he's the- <laughs> he's in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that he actually owns the rights to all of the movies. So
0: he just owns Hollywood, right?
1: Is that, I think that's isn't what it that is. how
0: that works? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we figured we'd start off uh, talking a little bit about the history of the Academy Awards. History. Um, yeah, a quick little history lesson because believe it or not, uh, they haven't always been around. Uh, so some just brief stuff. Um, the Academy Awards started <laughs> – I actually love the history of some of this stuff. Louis B. Mayer of MGM, Metro-Golden-Mayer, was really digging Los Angeles. Because he's and a cool and... cat. He was. Well, he was like, you know what? I make movies. Money comes in from the banks. Everything is amazing. Um, and uh, things were slowly starting to unionize. And he was not a fan of that because this is during the, um, the studio – system where they own the actor. So you like actors got paid, what well, they were on contract and got paid for like, you're gonna make ten films and they got paid twenty bucks. Something like that, right? For,
0: for their whole career. For
1: their whole career. But like once the movie came out, they didn't get paid for it. There were no residuals, there was no nothing. You got paid you you said your lines and, and here's your, your dollar.
0: And some of these actors have been in uh, like almost like a hundred movies in their lifetime too. Mm-hmm.
1: Well Judy Garland was part of that. And like they just abused her so much. Um, well,
0: that system, uh, Patrick. You and I went to one of the uh, the SAG um, seminars where Harrison Ford talked, and oh, that's right. That system was still into play during his reign too. When he was first starting out as an actor, he he was notoriously uh, against the contract system, um, and I think that towards the beginning of the year of his acting career is one that was still in play, and then. Uh, eventually, that came to be no more, right?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons, uh, or one of the things that made Harrison Ford uh, as grumpy as he is. <laughs> <Early> <laughs> Our lovable curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it was even worse back then because you had you weren't paying into health care, you weren't paying into pension, you were, you had nothing. You just mm. got your paycheck and you went home. Um, and so. People were starting to unionize. Uh, Mayer was like, I don't like this idea. And I think I have a solution to keep them from unionizing. We'll award people for things and they won't feel like they're not getting like compensated or recognized. Yes,
0: stroke their ego. See, that'll work.
1: 100% exactly what he was doing. <laughs> and they literally sat around and were like, okay, well, well, this sounds like a good idea. We need to name it something. Like, well, Academy sounds pretty distinguished. Um, and it's just plucking
0: pictures. it from the air <laughs> Like for real, like motion
1: pictures And they're like, What's, what, are, what are some other
0: <laughs> I'm just riffing here uh,
1: yeah. uh... <laughs> uh, People like the arts, yeah, yeah, yeah What about the Oops, arts science. Awards. Uh... <laughs> science Yeah, how about the arts and sciences And so they settled on You know, the motion picture academy Of arts and sciences Because it sounds <laughs> prestigious <laughs> uh, Yeah, and it kind of worked At first um, and 1929 was the first uh, Academy Awards. But then shortly after that, the U.S. went into uh, the Depression. And unions were necessary in order to protect workers that no longer had, had work and to make sure that they get certain benefits and, and things along those lines. So uh, it, it did work for a couple of years. But because of the Depression, all of his hard work in undermining workers' rights <laughs> – <laughs> Went right out the
0: window. Is that irony? Mm.
1: Hmm.
0: Would you? Um. What you, you having a little cocktail there, Patrick? I'm, I'm having some coffee. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. M- m- me too. Me, me. Me. too. Oh yeah. It's, it
1: still sounds like camping. That's <laughs> exactly what it sounds like.
0: I'm drinking my coffee from a canteen.
1: Mm. Hmm. The first Academy Award ceremony was held in 1929. Uh, it was a private dinner at the Roosevelt Hotel here in Los Angeles. Um, and, and Lauren, guess how much tickets were to this uh, most prestigious <laughs> event?
0: Uh, 25 cents. <laughs> oh, okay, that's... I don't know why I say it in an accent.
1: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'm, trying
0: why. To, I'm trying to speak in a transatlantic accent to... Uh, oh, is that
1: what it was? <laughs> to
0: create the mood. Uh, Nice. Oh, I I, I got it.
1: Uh, yeah, five dollars.
0: Say, oh, five dollars. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I guess low.
1: <laughs> you guess you guess way well, low.
0: Five five dollars would be the equivalent to what now?
1: Like seventy five dollars.
0: Oh, yeah. that's reasonable. Um, yeah, that's not too
1: bad. Yeah. Although now it's much more expensive to go to the Academy Awards. Uh, can you even buy? To, well, you have to pay to go in, but I don't even think you can just go. I don't know. I wonder if people well, then if you're would be a seat
0: like filler. I guess you can go for free.
1: I don't know how that works.
0: Yeah, there's like a, from what I understand, there's a lottery system. Um, You put your name in the bucket and they have a giant golden (laughs) gilded bucket. (laughs) And it's like the Goblet of Fire from Harry Potter. You put your name in (laughs) and then an old, old wizened wizard comes and plucks your name out and (laughs) and decides who, what celebrity you get to sit next to when they have to go to the bathroom.
1: See, see, you know what? I'm so glad that we started this podcast because we're educating people. (laughs) <laughs> One little tidbit at a time
0: You know, the reality, the reality of Hollywood Is just not glamorous at all
1: <laughs> No, not at all uh, So, I mean, I think that's official The Goblet of Fire is actually a real thing Here we go And it's how people go to the Academy Awards
0: so, And you
1: uh, Everyone thought it was voted on, on But no, it's all uh, <laughs> A giant golden bucket <laughs> Gilded Gilded, sorry, gilded uh, let's see. That's some where the other Screen things. Actors Guild came from. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh Some other stuff. The first year, they only handed out 15. Look at me trying to keep us on track. Mm-hmm. Um, only handed out 15 uh, awards and the ceremony it, itself.
0: Like, yeah, didn't it last like a really short amount of time?
1: <laughs> 15 minutes.
0: It was like minutes. Oh, an award per minute, huh? I,
1: I think they just probably read all the names. <laughs> and that was it. I'm like, all right, Hended everybody the, eat. Handed
0: the awards out in a goodie bag. <laughs> That's as it. As they're exiting.
1: Well, they taped something underneath everybody's chair, and at one point they were like, "Everyone, look under your chair." <laughs> Actually, there was an Academy Award taped underneath. Um,
0: you win chocolate back then. <laughs> we digress too much. Way too much.
1: Oh, the first couple of years, it was uh, they were. Uh, it, it was like more of like a season. So like the first year was films made in 1927 and 1928. That was the 1929 um, Academy Awards. So it spanned uh, a year uh, or, or almost two years for each ceremony. And then eventually we caught up and we're like, all right, it's just going to be anything that comes out just this year. Um, and then in the thirties is when we switched to, to that. This coming year is going to be different. Uh, I think the upcoming Academy Awards. Uh, I just read something that it's going to be.
0: Is any, it be in April?
1: It yeah, and it's and it's going to spread from, if I'm right, uh, January of 2020 to March of 2021. Something. I, I just I mean, know that it's. Re-
0: who's really going to the theaters right now? Does it really matter?
1: Uh, one of the first Academy or the very first Academy Award. Uh, winner that we're going to be talking about in uh, our next episode is Wings. And I bring it up because one of the unique thing things about Wings is that um, it is a silent film and it is the first Academy Award winner. It was a silent film and it was the only silent film to win an Academy Award until 2012 when The Artist came out. And so the only time we've had uh, a silent film were, were the very first one and then a film basically made to pay homage to all of those. Um it's kind of interesting that people are like, Oh, the artistry of the artist, but that's how we made movies. Back then. <laughs> it's so innovative. That's well, how
0: things get, work. You know, yeah.
1: Yeah. But, but I mean, again, that's, that's why kind of why we're doing this to not necessarily pay respect, but to kind of learn from where we came from and things like that.
0: And it's, after looking into this stuff, it is really super interesting. My roommate was really giving me some strong side eyes as I was watching some of this <laughs> research material on the YouTubes and otherwise. And uh, and I was really getting into it, to be honest. Um, where we've come from and the cool things that happened back then. Super interesting.
1: It's really, really fun to to do that deeper dive. And and realize that I I feel like it, this might just be me, but I think of stuff in the past, <laughs> in the olden days, if you will, uh, and I'm like, wow, there, there's no way they could have done that, or this is impossible to make. And then we watch some of these older movies, and some of the stuff they're doing, just from a technical standpoint, is on par with things that they're doing today. They're just doing it in in as creative a way as they can do it, within their means in the time, but the stuff that they were, they, they've been doing the history of film. It's, it's amazing that they're like, somebody went, uh, yeah, sure. I think I could film that way. And mm-hmm. then they've, they've created a rig to film a certain way.
0: Absolutely. They, um, and after watching, uh, like studying up on filmmaking and stuff, it's just a time and time again, you hear from really great filmmakers that like the best thing that can happen to your movie is limitation because mm-hmm. when you have free reign, that's when things kind of go off the rails. Uh, when you have limitations that you have to work with and work around, that's when the real artistry comes out, and some really great things have been have come from that. Right. So they were living in an era of limitations oh, and yeah. discoveries. I mean, they had to make up the majority of uh, the techniques that exist, you know, have evolved and exist existed from that time.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were writing the playbook back then. That's right. Um one of the, the the one movie that uh comes to mind when you say things like that you're like okay under certain limitations brilliance is going to come out is Jaws. Oh, Jaws wow. would not have been the movie that it was um if the shark worked. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's <laughs> you know? the
0: truth. That's the... the truth. Yeah, a lot of the suspense, all the workarounds that they had to do actually built in this unbelievable horror that Mm -hmm. that was reflected in you know the audience's perception of the film
1: exactly and uh and and at the same time uh we're talking about you know innovation and and uh having to find a way to film something um, that's never been done before um some of the stuff that was being done back in the 20s 30s and 40s is on par with techniques that were created in the matrix the matrix we don't know how to do this so we're going to create a way we're going to create bullet time. So we're going to name it something really cool, but that was never done before. And so that's the filmmakers being very creative and innovative within their, their medium. Stuff like that was happening way back then as well. So it's just, it, again, again, another reason for this podcast is to sort of see how we've grown and how we've built upon techniques and to steal a, a, a line from Ian Malcolm is to how we've stood on the shoulders of geniuses. <laughs> Or is it Giants? Is it Giants? Uh,
0: uh, 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 I I don't know.
1: I mean, that was a spot-on impression.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think this podcast is going to be riddled with amazing impressions. Amazing impressions.
1: (laughs) Uh, So before we wrap this first intro and welcome episode, I thought a great way to kind of get to know Lauren and myself, uh, if you haven't already, based on this conversation, uh, just talk about our favorite movies
0: so sorry
1: no you i mean you can go first (laughs) go i don't want to drop you go ahead what are you going to say just
0: to 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 ride on the back of of your genius uh (laughs) i was going to say what a movie that comes to mind when we were talking about the subject of limitations in film is uh alien which is my um favorite film
1: um what a segue
0: yeah segue (laughs) our first segue wow yeah, uh I've uh watched a lot of uh, documentaries about Alien and uh Ridley Scott what he what he had to deal with was a lot of limitations um which made the film what it is today or what it was when it was released. Mm-hmm. Uh he had to do a lot of workarounds. He had a lot of uh of technology that wasn't invented yet that he had to come up with solutions for um which I think makes a brilliant uh movie in the end not showing the monster as much as possible right. that's one of my favorite things about alien also the sound design the lack of the telltale music that uh you know usually ruins every jump scare uh <laughs> doesn't happen in alien. it's coming it's coming it's coming oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah the the, the foreshadowing music i uh <laughs> is just i mean the, he does use music a little bit but it's not it's not like what they do today where it's pretty much you can pretty much tell what's going to happen in movies today, especially horror movies today, but yeah. just by the music itself.
1: And the fact that he was also filming in space—that yes. made it super difficult.
0: Little-known fact. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to downplay it. It's so stupid. Um, no, but that's great. Your your favorite film is now. Wait, did you say Alien or Aliens?
0: Yes. No. I <laughs> I say yes because I love them both equally. Okay. Um,
1: and that's then that's that's fair. Those are your yeah. favorite movies then. That's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh yeah, just just because of that, I think Alien most of all because it was the first one and because of the innovation that happened during that time mm-hmm. and what Ridley Scott did uh for that film.
1: Um and and to also keep this uh topical, I'm not sure if you you heard about this in the news recently. It is it is sad for anybody that has, is a fan of film, especially from like the late 70s to the mid to late 80s. Um, Ron Cobb, um, who was the designer of the Nostromo, he just passed away.
0: Oh, how old is um, he?
1: I don't know how old he was. I, I know I read that in the article, but I uh, clearly glossed over that fact. <laughs> I was more excited about the fact that he uh, was the designer of that ship. He's also the designer of the DeLorean from Back to the Future Um, nice i feel another segue coming (laughs) up ah but you might be wrong um it's all right but i mean that is one of my favorite movies but he definitely was that i think he also did the he did a lot of stuff for for uh the alien movies especially the first two i know he designed the ship and i think he also did the colony design the uh what's the second one the earth colony the the whole complex in the second one
0: Oh, nice. I think he designed... The Shake and Bake Colony.
1: That's... uh, Yeah! I think he (laughs) designed that. He also did weapons for Conan the Barbarian, which is pretty amazing. And... uh, Now,
0: he must have used, uh, I guess in a similar way as they did for Star Wars, uh, model parts, toy model parts. Yes. To build the the spaceship.
1: Yep, which is a a term called kit bashing, where you take a whole bunch of models and uh, take pieces off of it and stick them all together and make something new out of it.
0: Huh? while you say that i just imagine like like Cindy Crawford and like Giselle and like all the, just like a thing morphed of different models. Oh of, that is horrible. <laughs> just this model. That's horrible. So dumb. Sorry.
1: Um that's exactly what it is. Uh, model, model bashing. Model uh, bashing. Yeah, uh, you also brought up Star Wars as i turned this vehicle He also helped create some of the... (laughs) (laughs) That's what it sounds like when you steer into Star Wars. Um, He created some of the Cantina creatures. So he's been around for a while, and um, um, I guess the look of a lot of our favorite films, he was behind. Uh, My favorite film, I know you think that I was going for Back to the Future, but it's actually uh, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, Yeah, which is not Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's just... Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: What year did Raiders come out? Uh,
1: 1981.
0: Okay, so it's um, that's interesting because it is around the same time mm-hmm. that Alien came out. So, yeah, yeah I, I, vastly different looks. Um, I would almost venture to say, no. Yeah, they were just so extremely different looks for the same period of time.
1: Very different. Both also coming off of Star Wars, which... I mean, a lot of people uh, give Star Wars a lot of credit, and I think it does deserve a lot of it, because Star Wars was one of the first films to go, look, look what we can do, and look how we can make this look real, because after Star Wars came out, then there were a whole bunch of knockoff space movies that kind of didn't look that great, but... uh But we're trying to ride their coattails, but do something very similar with special effects, with miniatures, with I don't want to say trick photography, but very special photography and aliens, alien and aliens did it, nailed it. Um, You know, you 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 would never think that this is not in space. You would go, yep, I buy it. We're here. Cool. Yep, That's a ship. It's probably huge. Did they build the whole thing?
0: they did build the whole interior of the Nostromo and the actors every day when they would have to go to set, they would actually have to walk through all the whole halls and corridors to get to where they needed to be just to film. So they, the actors during that time, they really did feel very uh, claustrophobic and like, you know, caged in and which I ha- I would have to imagine would film or excuse me, fuel their, uh, their performance.
1: I, I- Like that a lot,
0: actually. I know. I feel like it was. Yeah, I. I feel like it would really get you in because, like, there's times when I would go to like Universal Studios and growing up and whatnot, and we'd come to like the Alien part of the ride, you know, the Studio Tour ride, and like, I don't know if you ever did this, but I get, I don't know if it's an actor thing, but like, I would always when we get to those parts, I'm like really, really in the scene, and I'm like, you know, having the actual ambiance around you just really does give you an edge
1: <laughs> oh, did you ever do that 100 yeah. yeah and i was like i know they've got cameras all over these rides so one of them is they're watching me and they're gonna be like oh that kid's good let's hire him <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> it, it it never happened but
0: but it could yeah it could happen
1: right it's similar to the <laughs> the old great movie ride in hollywood studios um 'Cause you're passing through all of these old movies too, and there's there's a brief moment where you're like, Oh, I'm really I'm really here. Oh, no, no. Never mind, everyone's singing. Just, we're not like, here anymore. <laughs> I imagine
0: like some really like, high up, you know, universal execs smoking cigars in a room which surrounded by camera monitors and they're just watching those tour guide rides, waiting for their next big star to pop up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how they would cast movies back yep, then, right? That's
0: it that's it. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Huh. Little known fact. <laughs> Learning something new. That's how Meryl's Every minute. discovered. Yep. Yeah, oh, that was, exactly. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> We're a
0: very, uh, very uh, educational podcast.
1: Right. But, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I like Indiana Jones, because it's so rooted in reality because of how it looks. At no point do you ever go, no. Right. <laughs> nah. Not, nope. Now, nope, this, don't believe it.
0: The, the same probably can't be said for Crystal Skull. I don't know if you agree with me on that one. I, uh... I uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ian Malcolm is back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Crystal Skull for what it is. Um, but uh no, at no point <laughs> did I ever go, Oh yeah, I buy this.
0: <laughs> How about for twenty five cents?
1: No, not even twenty five <laughs> not even twenty-five cents. <laughs> no, but it's it's also it's similar to Ghostbusters. I feel like Indiana Jones is similar to Ghostbusters in that um you spend the whole movie slowly getting acclimated to this world, and at the end, you're presented with the fantastical, and you believe it. Right. You know, it's a slow um, burn. The, yeah, but there's like, uh, if, you, if you threw a marshmallow, 50-foot marshmallow man in the first act, people would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this movie is crazy. But if we slowly build to it and, and slowly feed it to you, at the end, you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, clearly there's a 50-foot marshmallow man. I hope they kill it. Yeah. Uh same with Indiana Jones where we're slowly fed uh the the I guess the legends but the the history behind everything and the danger and all of this stuff and at the very end we're like oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that guy that that guy's gold box. Melted off. Yeah. Oh yeah, that oh he his he blew yeah, up. Yeah. Oh. Oh, don't look <laughs> exactly. in there.
0: Oh, that's yeah. some that's <laughs> serious sand in that box. Right?
1: But we also believe that, like, oh, yes, if you don't look at it, you'll survive.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, of course. Now everyone knows that when somebody opens a box, you don't look.
1: You don't ever look. Never.
0: That's why, like, my right. Amazon shipments are a real problem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That> was bad. <laughs> That's staying in. Ah! That is absolutely staying in. Uh, on that note, uh, thanks for for joining in on our very first episode.
0: Yeah. Thanks everyone. Um,
1: Yeah. Where we, we covered so much, but uh, make sure you tune in next time where we will be talking about the very first Academy Award winner for best picture. Wings. Wings. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We won't tell you what it's about. So you have to guess between now and then.
0: It has something to do with wings. And it's real quiet.
1: Oh (laughs) This'll this this is like the run-out groove of a of a record, is what that is. You know, I'll just as we edit this, I'll just slow